I'm Alma Lee, and this is From Fear to Love. Thank you for listening. Today, I want to talk about mentors and, uh, well, aspects of people's personalities that you admire. There are a lot of people that I look up to, both people in my personal life and uh, people that are prominent, notable individuals that I've never met, but because of their behavior um, online, on TV and movies, whatever, they resonate with me. Um, athletes. Um, in, in case in point, what I wanted to talk about was last night in particular, I was scrolling through social media and I happened upon a video of Mike Tyson. Now, you may have seen this video. It's recent where uh, Mike Tyson had gone to, I think it was a comedy, uh, a comedy club in Hollywood, I believe. And he was at this comedy club and apparently this, this young man wanted his attention. And he wanted his attention so badly that he jumped up on stage and they got this all on camera. So you can look it up. You can go Google it. TMZ has the video. But this young man got on the stage and started challenging Mike Tyson, I guess to a fight, according to what they read. I don't know. I didn't hear it, but that's not really the point of it. But this young man was, was you know, yelling at Mike. But the thing that resonated with me was the fact that Mike sat still and he was quiet and he basically didn't respond to this gentleman, this, this young man. And this man, you know, you can hear him yelling and, and he's, you know, getting pushed aside by the bouncers in the bar. And um, at some point in the game, <laughs> he pulls out and brandishes a firearm. Now, at this point, whoever's filming drops the camera and you can hear kind of the, the chaos and the scuffle. But the guy pulled his camera back up and you could see the continuation of the footage. And you can see how in this whole melee how Mike Tyson sits there and he motions for that young man to come towards him. And then he holds his arms open and he gives him a hug. Man, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. Um, I've noticed and observed that as of late, and I say as of late, like in the last, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I don't follow, I don't follow sports. And I know very little about Mike Tyson as far as like his stats his weight class. I couldn't tell you any of that. I couldn't tell you uh, what fights he was in that he won championships. I just know that he's got a storied past and a storied history in being a championship boxer. That's what I know about. He's a champion. There's no question about that. But I also know from just my abbreviated knowledge that he had a very difficult childhood. Like he, he, he grew up on the streets. He was fighting all the time. He was angry. And he got into boxing, which, you know, great. You know, you, you got all this anger. Why not use it? Why not channel it? And that's what he did. And, and you know, there might be some folks listening to this right now. If, if I get the, the actual narrative or, or if I speak out of turn in regards to his history, please keep in mind, I'm not, I, I don't follow sports. And I'm not trying to disparage or, you know, misinform the audience. I'm just saying that I know that he had it hard. Um, I know that um, he had a lot of issues with his anger. I do know that his coach was also a father figure for him. And I know that, uh, I think I read at some point, he went sideways when that, when, when that gentleman died. I don't remember his name. Um, I guess I could look it up. Um, 
but the, that's the point of what I want to talk about is here is this individual. There's this young man, Mike Tyson, you know, back in the eighties who is struggling on the streets and he has got so much anger, so much venom boiling up inside of him. And he uses it and he channels it into a very successful career, right? And, and he made the news, you know, for biting off Evander Holyfield's ear in that battle, that, that fight. <laughs> and everybody heard about that. That was mainstream. I remember that. But now Mike has been through this transformation and there is something like I've, I've, I've watched him do interviews where he is so incredibly peaceful. And I resonate with that because for me, I struggled with my anger uh, for many, many years. I mean, and, and I guess I still do. And I guess it's still an evolution for me. I'm, I'm definitely uh, on the upswing as far as, you know, handling myself in more um, mindful ways. But there is just something about watching this man in the face of having somebody that he doesn't know, he's never met before, I'm assuming, pull out a gun angrily and to be able to sit there and not react. Now, I don't, I'm not in his head. I don't know what he's thinking, but he didn't, he didn't jump up. I mean, this, this guy moves quick as lightning. I mean, he could have, he could have pummeled this kid, but he chose peace. And that resonates with me because if somebody like Mike Tyson can lean into his peace and lean into the higher vibration of self, that's a beautiful thing. That's something that I, I, I hope to attain at some point. I'm, I'm definitely in that direction, but that's something that I admire. And, and I definitely appreciate that about his personality. If you haven't seen the video, you should definitely go check it out. It's, it's something to behold. And if you haven't seen any of Mike Tyson's videos and his interviews lately, his transformation is, it's stunning and it's incredible. And he is a testament to what I think healthy masculinity is. And we'll talk about masculinity in another podcast for sure. Um, I've got a lot of opinions about that. Um, some may surprise you, in fact. So who else do I admire? Now, now keep in mind there, you know, you can admire and look up to someone for the, you know, for the wholeness of their being and how they act and engage in situations, you know, just by who they are by default. But then there's things about a person's personality that you can admire. For instance, uh, David Goggins. Now, David Goggins is, if you don't know who David Goggins is, well, where have you been? Um, he is, he, uh, he enlisted in the Air Force and then he, he left the Air Force and then he enlisted in the Navy and became a Navy SEAL. And then during, or I think while he was in the Navy, he went into the Army and or he went to Army training. He went to Ranger training. So he's, you know, he's also an ultra marathoner. Um, he's done all different types of ultra athletic competitions and contests in order to raise money. He's a public speaker. Um, he's a really all around phenomenal human being. In fact, I would, I would love an opportunity to sit down and pick his brain, um, I listened to his book, uh, Can't Hurt Me, and I mean, I, as, as a therapist, I mean, there's certain attitudes and mindsets that I do think are troubling in some degree because I'm an advocate of 
you know, being mindful, listening to your body, knowing when to say no, knowing when to say when, having, enforcing boundaries on yourself, um, which David Goggins doesn't apparently have the, the ability to do because this man ran on broken legs. Now, why am I talking about him um, as far as somebody that I look up to as far as a mentor? Well, I think the fact, you know, while I can look at him and think, well, maybe there's a, there's aspects about his personality <clears throat> and about his tenacity that I think, you know, he could look at differently. Um, that I think is probably not necessarily the healthiest message to, to send or, or receive rather, but then there is the ability to pull himself up by his own bootstraps. And on top of that, this is a, this is an individual who by and large does not receive or look for external validation from others. He literally kicks his own ass for the sake of kicking his own ass. And I think that when you lean into your own growth, whether that's dysfunctional or not, we can discuss that later, but he leans into himself and he picked himself up and he became his own hero. And I think that's the... I think that's the aspect about David Goggins that I fully appreciate. And I appreciate the fact that he sets goals for himself, not for the uh, the need for the external validation from other people, but just because he wants to prove it to himself that he can do it. Um, I know what that feels like too. You know, the Mike Tyson and David Goggins were both, you know, they came from very difficult childhoods. Um, but I, I can appreciate, I think David is more or less, uh, he, he's an enigma. He's, he, he's a puzzle. Um, he's, I, I get very drawn in and intrigued by those people that I can't fully pick apart and understand. So I definitely would love to ask him some questions and just kind of figure him out. But I, I can appreciate everything that he has attained and I can appreciate his hard work and his tenacity. And I can just, you know, just appreciate the simple fact that there's a person out there who has the ability to set a particular, you know, goal for himself. And it's such a high goal that if you can just do, his example demonstrates to everybody, not just men and not just military members, but anybody that if he can do this much, then you can do a little. That's my takeaway from it. That's what I, I glean from listening to his book and kind of figuring out what his message is. And I can definitely appreciate that. And I think that's definitely a healthy thing to do. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a very interesting person. Um, who else do I look up to? Let's see. I definitely look up to a lot of, uh, celebrities that have led their lives in the public eye and have done so with aplomb. They've done so with grace and people like Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton. I love how she has created this image of herself that she demonstrates to her her fans. And she does so with the type of consistent charisma and understanding in the way she handles herself with um, her philanthropy and the way she takes care of her community, I think is admirable. Um, I look up to Madonna. I look up to Madonna because Madonna doesn't give a fuck. Madonna, she just does Madonna. She doesn't live by any sort of cultural rules. And I think that that's an incredibly strong message to send to women. Um, you might not agree with that, but I think that she does what she does. She's always been against the grain and she's always been a testament to just kind of 
doing what she wants to do because she wants to do it. And she doesn't lean into anybody's, anybody's rules. And for me as a young woman, listening to her music and, and watching how she dressed back in the 80s and 90s and when I was coming up, it was a, it was a lesson for me that, you know, I needed to figure out who I was. I had no idea what direction I was going into. Why would I listen? Why would I lean into Madonna? Well, Madonna, in my opinion, was the epitome of strength and femininity. And she, she took ownership of that. And you could never catch that woman. You couldn't catch her sweating or getting nervous about anything. And I don't remember a single time that there was ever anything uh, in the media that was considered, uh, you know, uh, uh, just something that would have embarrassed her. You know what I mean? So she always took ownership of her narrative and I've always admired that about her. Um, Michelle Obama, enough said, um, Harvard graduate, uh, uh high, she incredibly intelligent, charismatic, caring, compassionate, articulate woman. And uh, I think she's a badass. And then there's people in my, my personal life that I pay attention to, that I appreciate and lean into. And some of them probably wouldn't mind me mentioning their names, but I'm going to withhold there. But I'll, I'll talk about my friend Pam. Pam knows the real underbelly of Alma. She's known me for 27 years, and she's known what makes me tick. And um, I appreciate the ability to be safe in that friendship. I think every woman needs... Uh, a connection with another woman, like I have the friendship with I, I've had with Pam for so many years. Where there's just, I mean, we can fight and we can be honest with each other, and there's no anger. I mean, well, yeah, we've had we've had anger. Let me take that back. There's been anger, but it's not a fracture of our connection. And so, I admire her ability to put up with my bullshit for sure, definitely. Um. Steve-O from Jackass, Steve-O, man. So Steve-O has done every drug there is. I mean, virtually every drug that that anybody can use. And and he's even said that he doesn't know why he's alive. Um, This individual who, I mean, he's he's self-admitted, you know, that he's um, done some really crazy shit. He's done some really crazy things. What, why am I mentioning somebody like Steve-O? Well, I think that it's his humility. It's his, he's humble to the fact that, you know, he knew that he was powerless against his drug use, so he had to get clean. And he's now sober, and he's also a vegan, or at least last I checked he was. But there's so much power in being humble. And that ties back into Mike Tyson, because Mike Tyson, this... You know, somebody that you would have thought was just this incredible athlete with so much, you know, just a force and so much fury, you know, if you think about it, to be sweet and humble and to be patient and understanding and compassionate to someone who's the potential threat to him at a comedy bar in Hollywood brandishing a gun for him to sit there and be still in that moment that's something that's peace that's I mean I think wherever the peace comes from I don't know maybe the peace comes from the fact that he knows that he could take this guy maybe the peace comes from 
all of the years in boxing where he had his opponent and, you know, and they're doing their, their junket with the, with the press and they're in the front there with the cameras on them and he's got to play it cool. Maybe he leaned into that. I don't know. Um, but at any rate, he did it. And I know that if that had happened to me, well, I don't know, but it's never happened to me, but I don't know how I would have reacted. I don't, I don't know if I would have challenge that person. It, 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 I don't know. Would it have escalated? The thing is, is that it made me think. And I admire people who make me think. I admire people who challenge the status quo. I admire people like Steve-O who can demonstrate, I mean, he's got the receipts. He's like, when he gives people hope. Think about it. When, when you think of somebody who is, you know, at the bottom of, uh, of an addiction where they're, you know, they're giving up and you've got somebody like Steve-O who can get clean, that's, a, that's hope. And I can appreciate somebody like that to, to, to do basically what I want to do and, and how I want to connect with the audience is to provide a different way of thinking, a different mindset, and to maybe encourage you to think differently about what you're leaning into. Like, who do you admire? And, and better yet, when you admire this person, what is it about that person that you admire? Can you articulate it? If, if not, you know what? That's what journaling is for. I tell everybody, get out your journal. I have a couple of journals I lay around the house. They're laying everywhere. I got one in my bedroom, my living room. I've got one here in my office. But journaling is a great tool to identify what you really feel because you can just take it out of your head, put it on paper, and look at it. I think it's very helpful. And so, yeah, I, uh, those are, those are just a, a handful of people that I look up to. And, um, you know, I mean, people who can do things that I can't do, uh, from a, from a more simple mindset and people like my friends here in the low country that are musicians, I can't play any music, but God, I love music. Music is like a, it like bathes my brain and just easy, peaceful feelings, you know? I love live music, and I especially appreciate and love people who can perform live music. Um, I, I, I think that you find the thing that makes you happy, and you lean into it, as long as it's healthy. Um, so I love music for that. And I enjoy solitude and uh, campfires. <laughs> so who do, you, who do you look up to? I mean, and it could be somebody, it doesn't have to be anybody you know. And it doesn't have to be anybody who's still living. That's another key point, is that you can pay attention to how someone behaved while they were alive and lean into that and, and take that as sort of a beacon of a direction on, on which, you know, what path do you want to take? Um, we all need mentors. Um, I'm always paying attention to people who behave in a manner that inspires me. Like, I, I only want to be around people that make me want to be better. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was talking to a new friend the other night, and he said something to me that I thought was, was very uh, profound, and, and it really impressed me. And he said, you know, Alma, he says, when I talk to people and when I get to know people, he says, I never want to build a relationship with someone based on wanting to make them change. 
And that blew my mind. It blew my mind because I had to sit and think, have I, have I been doing that? When I meet someone, do I find things about them that I want to change? And I'm sure I have, but I think that that is something that is a very telling part of knowing yourself, right? You got to know yourself, especially when you're building a relationship with someone, whether that's a platonic or romantic relationship, hell, even a business partnership, you need to know who you are. I need to know who I am before I even try to get to know somebody else. So that's where mentorship comes in. And, you know, it, it can be difficult to find somebody that you connect with, that you resonate with, that inspires you, but it's, they're out there. They're definitely out there. And I want to be a mentor. I want to be able to inspire uh, you and whoever else decides to listen in or watch uh, my, my Facebook show, The Amelie Show. It's, um, I've been doing that for about a year now. And, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's an elevation of self right? And you kind of, you kind of have to look at other people to give yourself inspiration on how you're going to continue to grow. So look out for those people and think about who you look up to. I mean, and it doesn't have to be just a handful. Keep, keep finding people and pay attention to, you know, the nuance of the wholeness of how they behave. And I think that you can look at a person now, as long as there's not a complete and total uh, absence of moral direction, you know, if this is just a crook, but they did something cool. I don't think that, I think that that kind of uh, cancels out the good stuff. If, if their wholeness of character is a lack of integrity, at least for me anyway, I mean, I, you know, but the thing is, is that I can appreciate um, a minute, a small quality in someone that, you know, everything else about them seems quite or ordinary or normal, but then they have this one aspect of their personality that is hugely uh, impressive. And those are the things, those are like little little flecks of gold, if you will, that, that I pay attention to whenever I interact with someone. So who's your mentor? Who do you look up to? And uh, don't forget to journal. And that's it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon.